reason you be on their level. Listen, I'm never giving up. Stand your ground or be too comfortable or too settled. Listen, I'm never giving up. When you hit rock bottom, it's only one way to go. Listen, I'm never giving up. Everybody got problems, how you handle them? No. Yeah. I'm John. And Jonathan. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the formula. formula. Hey guys, we have two special guests um, in the building today. Man, I can't be more happy to have these guys uh, with us today to talk about some officiating. I got my buddy uh, that all you guys know that I officiate as well, but uh, I have my buddy Ken Hall in the building and I also have Tim Hedgepath in the building. Say so, hey fellas. What's going on, man? Hey, how's everybody going? Doing good, man. Good. So, just want to um, start with uh, start with Tim. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and um, what you officiate, things like that? Yeah, my name is Tim Hedgepath. Um, I currently work in the MEAC as a field judge and the CIAA as a referee. All right, cool. Yeah. So, guys, everybody, it's Ken Hall. I'm actually uh, in the CIAA as a side judge. You got both of you guys officiate uh, high school ball? Yes. Okay. Yes, high school yes. as well. Good deal. And um, you both uh, referees in high school as well? Referees. And do you guys, I know Tim, you, you play, do some back judge sometime. So in I do high school? Uh, back judge and referee okay. high school. And do Tim, do you do any back, back judge anymore? It's hard because of uh, being with my college schedule. It's really hard to do high school sports. So I think I have. One game this year okay. in high school. So and that was at? That was at Back Judge. Back Judge. Okay. So, Good yeah. deal. All right. And uh, today, man, we just want to give you guys a perspective about officiating because uh, everybody watched the game, be it football, basketball, and there are some questionable calls that you see in your mind. But some things what you have to see is there's, there's rules for a reason. And we're just not out playing backyard football where there's there's no structure. And that's where the officials come into play. And that's where they they run the game. You know, the, the, they, they control the flow of the game. And and those are things that as a as a fan, when we're looking at the game, we're not seeing that. Mm-hmm. So definitely like to jump into that. Um and how long have you been officiating, Tim? <laughs> I started in two thousand nine. Um uh didn't really have a mentor or someone to kind of give me a heads up on the officiating business so I showed up looking kind of crazy earrings in my uh my ears um I have long braids down my back and um I made a terrible first impression uh with the supervisor so he didn't give me any games that year so I uh felt so wait you have you have to have buzz cut well you don't jewelry it's kind of like like it's kind of like an unspoken rule like now they're saying you can have like a shadow beard and uh, you can have so – I've seen some guys have long hair, but depending on how far you want to go, like you'll never see someone in college with, with a beard or someone in college with long hair right. mm-hmm. unless they're a female. Um, mm. that, that's acceptable. But, I don't know about a beard or a female. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey. Um, but uh, so, yeah, 2009, I, st- I started, didn't get any games. I skipped 2010 because I was just defeated. I wanted to be the best ref, but I didn't even get one game, so I was like, man, I'm not doing this anymore. And then in 2011, I started back when Rodney came in okay. uh, and took over in Charlotte. All right, cool. And Rodney, uh, just Rodney is uh, the supervisor here in Charlotte. Yes, right? for high school, and uh, I I got 
then I got into college in, in 2015. So okay, cool. been doing that ever since. All right. And what year did you start? Uh, so 2015, you started in college. Mm-hmm. And what conference did you go into at that time? I went into a, D, a Division three conference, a non-scholarship conference uh, called the ODAC, okay. USA South. And they have a lot of schools in Virginia. Uh, they have some in North Carolina. Um, and then as far south as Alabama and Huntington. So that was interesting, doing Friday night games, getting out 10, 11 p.m., and then driving all the way to Alabama to be there at 8 in the morning, working that game, and then driving all the way back to Charlotte because you, you don't get paid much at the D3 level. Right. So uh, you can't really afford hotels and all that. So yeah. it's a grind to it when you first start off in college. Yeah. And Ken, can you tell a little bit about your background, how you all started? Right. So I started in 2006, and actually I started in Illinois. Um, at the time, my job had transferred me. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. My job transferred to Illinois. I was in the process of getting started in, in Michigan, and then when my job transferred me, <clears throat> I just kind of finished the process, process there in Illinois. So I worked um, two years in Illinois, then I transferred to Charlotte in 2008. Uh, yeah. Was it 2000? No, 2009. 2009 is when I came to Charlotte. So I did, so actually I did three years in Illinois. And then I came to Charlotte in 09. And then I started with the CIAA in 2016. Yeah, 2016. Okay. So you guys have been doing it for a minute, for a hot minute. Yeah, what, 13, 14 years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are like the requirements? Like, let's say someone wanted to be a ref. Is there any, like, process, any requirements that you guys have to go through? Yeah, so, um, you know, you have to sign up. Uh, there's a website out there if, if you're, I think it's highschoolofficials.com. Um, so no matter where you are, you go on that website, you put in your information, they'll, they'll link you to um, your local assigners. Um, so anyways, you, you get in touch with them, and typically you do a couple of sessions, um, some clinics, we call them, where you'll meet the whole group, go over some rules, go over some philosophies of the game, what we're calling, what we're not calling. And, um, you know, you do that. You have to buy your uniform. That's always an investment up front, a couple hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're independent contractors, so that's our equipment that we have to pay mm-hmm. for. And, um, you know, I guess the unsaid part about it is when you get into it, as far as being successful is with it, like anything, it's like networking with people, you know, because on the field – um, guys want to work with guys they can trust. You know, they don't want to work with the guy who's just out there to get a check, you know. So, um, you know, so, of course, that part of it is important as well, uh, networking with the people, getting to know them. But it's not like you guys are making a crazy amount of money, though. So most guys who do it, they're probably not doing it for the money. They're There's probably a, not doing it yeah, for the that's check. True. That's, that's true. That's true. I'm, but you, I'm, I'm just assuming. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's like with anything you have. You know, you have your bad apples in a bunch right. so you have right. guys out there because i mean realistically speaking no you're not gonna get rich you're not gonna make a ton of money because these are not full-time jobs for you guys like not really but <laughs> it is full-time yeah, it's, it's, it's full-time but it's not full-time time time is not full-time money the higher you get in college yeah, now it gets into big money you get yeah. in the nfl then you're in big big money more, right yeah, but even more. nfl reps aren't technically full-time they are Employees. now. I think they consider them well, now. Well, they took it away. Yeah, they, they took it away. They took yeah, it away. so, but yeah, I mean, they say no, but 
the amount of time you spend in it, yeah, you're full time refs. The man. whole season, man. The whole yeah. year. You don't the stop. Whole year. I may I may get like a I think I usually take January off. You know, take time spend with the family. And that's about it. Take that's mama like out on a trip, you, really you know. Have. February you start February we back at it. Yeah. Rule sessions. I, like my family already knows don't die. Don't get married. <laughs> don't have a baby from February to December. <laughs> Only January. If you want me to be there. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what made you guys get into it? Like, what my story is, you know, I played college football, so I wanted to get back into the game. Uh, you know, at the same time, make a little change as well. Uh, so officiating was kind of like my avenue of, of getting back into the game, touching the game again, and not going to the coaching route. So what made you guys get into it? Me, it was pretty much the same. I played football um, all the way through high school. Um, I didn't pursue it in college. But I wanted to get back to the game, and I actually wanted to coach. But my schedule never really allowed allowed it. So Mm. I actually was in, um, in Detroit. Uh, I think it was a cousin of mine. His son was playing some youth football. He made it to the playoffs. He's like, hey, man, come check him out. Went to the playoff game. I was like, man, I missed this. Mm-hmm. See one of the officials, uh, he was kind of getting out of his car, getting ready. And I just approached him. was like, man, how, how do I get into it? So he told me, man, just go on the you know, Michigan High School Athletic Association website. Go ahead and sign up. Get you know, get in touch with a booking agent, things like that. So that was kind of like how I got I didn't even know about the money part of it. I was just like, man, I just want to be part of the game. All right. Yeah, so for me, I wish I could say I, uh, it was about me playing football on the field, but it was from playing football on the TV with Madden. So right. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I went through high school all about music and church. That's what my household was, about music right. and church. Um, so I'm the first one to go to college. And so when I went to college, the guys will always be on the TV playing Madden. I'm like, man, you know, I'm a competitive guy. So I eventually over time got competitive with it and started loving the game of Madden. And so a buddy of mine, he um he did some rec football league and I went to support him. Because you know, I was thinking, oh, it's too late for me to get involved in it, man. I'm, you know, I'm in my twenties now. And so I saw this, I saw, I saw him out there. He was doing a good job. And I saw this big guy with uh with uh his shirt hanging out. So I saw this big guy with his shirt hanging out, flag halfway out of his pocket. I'm like, what's that dude? So then I realized it's the referee. I was like, man, well, I could do that. <laughs> you know? So he was, you know, half, you know, doing his job out there. So I talked to my buddy and he hooked me up with a guy who who got me into that. So Okay. Yeah. Good deal. As far as like training, like, do you guys have to like stay in shape? Keep you know, keep your body in in a good place to be able to do this, or can just some any you know Joe Schmo just if, go out there if, on the If field you want to succeed and be successful, yes, you got to keep up with these keep athletes. Your, keep basically. your mind in shape. Keep your body in shape. Um, you have to be very disciplined in in all phases of life. Um, that's one thing I do like about it because I'm a my dad was a army guy, so he was. He, you know, put that discipline in as, as a kid, and I, I strive in structure. So, um, football it helps me stay disciplined because you definitely got to stay in shape because you're on that field, um, especially on a college Saturday, one o'clock, you're somewhere in, you 
know, Fayetteville or yeah. somewhere like that, man. Temperatures like maybe 90 degrees and you're on turf, so it's probably about 110 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're out there for like three hours, man, in the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, you definitely got to be in shape. I was clocked at a game. One of the games I did this past season in Florida was at 127 on the field. Wow, 127. Yeah, it felt like 127 on the field. Oof. Yeah. So yeah, physical fitness is is hugely important from the standpoint of health. I mean, you know, I mean, I do know a guy, a buddy of mine. He does replay now, which is a, a new position in college. Where you know, when a play goes to review, you know, somebody in the booth is reviewing an official. So he had to go to the booth. He's actually a pretty young guy because he had a heart attack on the field uh, at Syracuse. So, um, you know, you have to be physically in shape because you're out there with these young kids. They're not getting any slower. You're getting older, but they, mm-hmm. they're, getting, they're getting faster, you know. Um, and so you got to be in shape for that reason. But two, uh, when I talked about earlier, that first impression, uh, when you have these coordinators who want, you know, you want, as officials, you want to have a the big game. You want to have the best game you can get, right? Uh, you want to work at the highest level you can work. Well, the first thing they notice is physical fitness. I mean, it's literally they will look you up and down um, before they really test. talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Are they I mean, like timing you in the 40 no, or anything like that? It's all about no. the eye test. <laughs> about the Passing eye test. The eye oh, okay. test. Yeah, look okay. at Because yeah. it's all about perception. So, you know, you have fans and everyone's looking at that TV and if you're having that big game, that TV's going to add, you know, oh, 10 yeah. to 15 pounds on you. And, you know, the first thing people will say is, look at this guy. He's all out of shape. How can he make right. that call? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's all about perception. If we stay on that field, we look physical fit. I mean, even the coaches, you know, they'll respect you and they're going to treat you differently. Mm-hmm. If they feel they, they're going to know if, if you're lazy out there and you half yeah. doing it and you're moving slow, they're like, come on, man. There's no way you can see that. You're not right. even moving out there. That's hugely important to me. The it's the number one thing, really. So, what do you guys do to stay fit for for the season? So, for me, um, my my biggest with my body type is is eating healthy. Um, that's the most important thing. Um, so, right now, I'm doing a pretty good job eating healthy. Um, and um, my routine right now is doing 45 minutes on the elliptical every day. Mm. Um, and so, I've been doing that. I've been dropping some weight because it is hard during the season, especially like as you get higher into college. Um, like we have to fly out. Like we, I don't have any games in Charlotte. I mean, we have some schools in North Carolina, but uh, I did eight or nine games in uh, the MEAC last year and I had to fly to seven of them. So with all that travel, you can't get back to Sunday. You know, Sunday's normally my meal prep day. Then on Friday night, we do a crew dinner, and it's like guys are ordering everything because we split the bill. And so it's just like really tough to maintain your weight uh, mm-hmm. during the season. Right. Because you also have to come to your regular job, and then you have your family. I have two little kids. And so it's really hard to uh, put the time in. So me personally, I spend January, February, like really hitting it hard. And then I'll, um, I'll do like some exercising uh, leading up to the season. Yeah, me, it's pretty much the same. I usually do, um, depends on, you know, off-season now. So I do, um, I probably work out like three, four times a week. Um, start off with cardio, maybe about an hour cardio. Then I do a little bit of weights. But during the season, it's just kind of all cardio. I probably hit the treadmill for probably about, I used to do maybe about two and a half miles on treadmill. Mm-hmm. Drinking a ton of water every day. 
staying hydrated, um, making sure you're eating the right foods, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables, keep your body hydrated. But like Tim was saying, you know, on that road, sometimes it's hard because, you know, you might not get in. It's a couple of games I had to fly and miss the flight or a flight, something happened. You get in like 11 at night, so you're mm-hmm. trying to figure out something to eat. Yes. Try to grab some fruits and water. It's hard. It's hard. So trying to eat the right, you know, trying to keep the right foods in you. But that's that's the main thing is just knowing your body and knowing how it's going to react. Try to keep that nutrition and that cardio up. And especially after a game, like I've clocked myself doing 8 to 10 miles in a game on a mm-hmm. Saturday when it's really hot. So you're like burning a bunch of calories. And after the game, by the time you're able to get something to eat, the only thing that's open is like fast food mm-hmm. or yeah. the gas station. So mm-hmm. you're getting like just <laughs> junk. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's really difficult, actually. Yeah, it's pretty tough. As far as on the field, um, like what are some of the challenges, the biggest challenges as far as doing your actual job on the field? Uh, I think the biggest challenge that I had this year was um probably we I was on a crew but we had an incident that happened in our conference so I wasn't really able to work with my whole crew the entire year. So working with a um different group of individuals every week. Um mm-hmm. sometimes you don't really get that bond mm-hmm. um that you usually would get if you have a crew that you work with every single week and so that tends to be a little challenging. But um for the most part, man, it's just, you know, I've been doing it so long. It's not really a big challenge, man, because you prepare yourself all week long, the whole season. And it's, it's I, I look at the term as muscle memory. You know, I, I try to prepare myself for every situation that it just becomes muscle memory. Yeah, I think I agree with Ken. The Actually, working the game is the easier part. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the preparation that yeah. goes into it prior to the game. Like we said, we start in February. Um, I mean, I, I start a little earlier than February. Um, but the game, my first game won't probably be till like mid to late August. And then it'll end in November, you know. But we're going hard, like hours and hours the whole week, you know. So um, the easiest part is actually working the game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's anything that I would say is like, challenging challenging um obviously the calls are you know hard sometimes you got to make a judgment call mm-hmm. and sometimes you're like as officials like man i don't know and you have to sell it so um there's those tough calls you get a split second and you have to make a ruling everybody's looking at you like was it pass interference was it not was it holding was it not and you have to make a ruling so i mean you have those judgment calls but i don't think it's necessarily like challenging you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize yeah. it as that. I was going to ask, are there calls that you guys make that you're like, ooh, I don't know, I might have messed that one up. Oh, yeah. Like, I might All the time. That. Every time. <laughs> All after every time, game. Man. There's, there's three time. or four plays after yeah. every game. I'm like, where's the film? Let me go yeah. on ESPN yeah. right now. And, right. and, and the right. thing, is, thing is, when you're on the field, you're like, oh, man. You know, it can kind of throw you off the rhythm because, mm. I mean, most officials that I know in my circle, we're all perfectionists. And we want to go out there and be perfect, but we all know it's not, it can't happen because we're human. But it's times we can make, we think we made a mistake or we didn't. It was like, man, did I catch that? Did this really happen? You know, it's wrangling your mind. It's like, oh, oh. Then we go back to what we call like a pre-snap routine, which is we got to just say, all right, I got to go back to my pre-snap routine and get my head 
back into the game. Mm-hmm. But definitely, man, as soon as that game over, you look at that film, you're like, yeah. <laughs> two minutes of third quarter, I need to look at that. Do yeah. <laughs> do those like do those moments like stay with you? Oh yeah, forever. Oh yeah, like, all the time, all time man. Like, like you just can't get it out. Yeah, you gotta train yourself to yeah. kind of block it out during yeah. the game, but definitely, man. I mean, I can I can have an incident that happen. It can be the first play of the game, and I'll just say, all right, I gotta wipe that off. But as soon as that game is over, it's still in the back of my mind, oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm going to the film to say, all right, let me make sure I got this right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, earlier on in my career, I would literally tank. And we'll be in like the third quarter, second quarter. There's a whole nother quarter or two to go in the game. So there's a bunch of plays to go. But I will literally be thinking about a play that happened, um, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago. So, um, so yeah, I had to literally get out of that. And I, I remember in college a couple of years ago, I don't know if you was there, um, but I, I know you there. were there. I was there. <laughs> I was proud of myself because I had the worst mistake of my career at uh, Johnson C. Smith University. The worst, very worst mistake of my career. But I was proud of myself because I was able to shake it off during the game. I didn't let it bother me for the rest. We had five minutes left to go in the game. And I was able to finish. It wasn't even a a thing. But now after the game, Mm -hmm. I turned my phone off because I kept getting a bunch of texts like, Tim, are you okay? I heard this. So I turned my phone off, and I, I grabbed my wife and kids and went to the beach, man. It was like, we're, we're getting away. Uh, That's so, awesome. So, yeah. So uh, you have to train yourself. Yeah. So how do you guys handle, like, the coaches? Like, sometimes you see Nick Saban in a referee's face, you know, in the ear, in the, in the, the short wing's ear. How do you guys handle that? I know you guys are not on the – well, you on the side. Yeah, I'm on the side. You know, so how do you guys handle that? Communication, man. You know, um, try to talk to the coaches early, you know, pregame. We walk in the field. Try to just build that rapport, that relationship with them. Um, oftentimes, you know, by us working the conference, you may have a coach more than one time within the season, whether it's at home or away. And they know you, you know, because they see you a lot. They may see you year after year. Mm-hmm. So they'll know kind of your tendencies and things. But I'm, I think the biggest thing is communication. A lot of guys – try to officiate like oh man i'm not talking to that coach or anything like that but it's like with anything man it's like if your wife was nagging you you know you still gotta talk to her (laughs) you know if you ignore you're just gonna make the situation worse Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing is just communicating with that coach and guess what if i make a mistake i'll be man enough to tell him hey coach you know what i think i blew that one and and all thing they can do they yell at you but they'll respect you for it and then when you when you try to make up lies or try to throw your other official on the bus, then that coach loses, you no, know, he loses respect for you, and he's gonna try and work you. So the big thing, man, I just I just talk to him, I just communicate with him. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Being honest with him, don't BS him. Um, talk to him when he has questions, and I just I just have gotten to the point where I realize that you know this is their career, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Even in high school, like, this is their career. And so the game gets emotional. They can't control officials. Uh, like I said, we have judgment calls out there that we miss all the time. Sometimes we throw it, and it's, it's not the right call. Um, at most times it is the right call. Um, so uh, I get it. So I don't meet his emotion. You know, I keep an even kill with him, and um, I make sure, you know. See, y'all, y'all are better men than me. Cause, <laughs> cause, so when they cuss at you, you don't cuss back? 
I have not cussed back at <laughs> no, a coach. I'm the type. I cussed Actually, back. you know what? I have never cursed at an official. I mean, at a, at a coach. But no, they I have haven't. cussed at you. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I had a coach okay. call me every name in the book, man. It's, yeah. But you know what? I'm, I mean, the thing is, I understand the game, and I understand, you know, the nature of the game, and I understand it's an emotional game. And I, and I mean, coach is getting his butt kicked up and down the field. His team didn't come prepared. He has to put it on somebody, you know. So he comes to me. As long as he's not disrespectful in my face, you know, put his hands on me, he can talk all he want, you know. Right. And, and and the coaches know. I can turn around and give him a certain look, and he'll keep talking, but he might go to the 30-yard line. <laughs> but he'll keep talking, you know. But but it's a thing is he'll know. And I can just tell him, like, Coach, you know what? That's enough. And he'll know, like, all right, I'm going to chill out. But mm-hmm. it's been times, you know, I might have to use a little yellow to shut him up, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. push him back a little bit. But, I, you know, just the main thing, you know, like I say, man, it's just trying to get it out, and he's going to talk. So. What about parents? Have parents ever came at you sideways? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, That's man. Why I don't That's do kind of I don't do those game, games anymore, during man. During the game? Like, when did they approach you? I've had it all. I've had it during yeah. the game. After yeah. the, I've had it all. Not yeah. prior, to, prior yeah. to the game, they're usually really nice to you. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Like, prior to the game, man, it's it's like, oh hey, bro. Yeah. Yeah. After the game, nice. sweetest everybody. people you ever meet. Yeah. It's your man, fault. That's we a lost. Nice guy. Yeah. That's a stand up guy right there. Yeah, I had I had a couple, couple parents, you know, approach me to my car. You know, it's like, look, you know, you might want to step back. Wow. Think about this because. <laughs> I'm taking this shirt off, you know. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I'm about to go in my car, so Once the shirt I'm no longer off, an official, you know. <laughs> Once the shirt come off, you, you're not on the clock no more. So, yeah. you know. You but, know. you know, man, I, I, no, I, I never really had, like, a, you know, a very confrontational. But, you know, yeah, some parents, they can be they can be over the top. Um, Was there a parent that ever, like, did anything nice? Like, are you cupcakes or something like that? Like, <laughs> no, I mean, what's, um, what's the nicest thing? I would say probably done? the nicest was a uh, couple of youth games I used to do. You know, you had like the moms, they'll bring like fruit and snacks for the kids. Yeah. It's been a couple of times where they'll come and say, Hey, I got a bag of oranges. Here's a Gatorade. Here's some water. Yeah. We know you yeah. guys have been out here all day. And, you know, sometimes they'll take care of you. But then sometimes the parents, they look at you like, Hey, I don't care if you pass up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's really driving the national shortage of officials right now is is the the abuse that a lot of uh, yeah. the parents primarily and a lot of the coaches too. So that's one thing too. The, at the lowest levels like Pop Warner, mm-hmm. they're the worst. And yeah. then as you get into college, you you mentioned Nick Saban, but really, and there's a few that's kind of crazy out there. But for the vast majority of them are not. They're not yeah. crazy. They're actually. Right. The higher you go, the coaches are way more yeah, uh, yeah. easy to deal with, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. easier to deal with. So, And also, too, about 99.9% of the time, when you get to that higher level, when the coach is chewing out, you did it to get chewed out. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. know their stuff. They yeah, know the they rules. Know yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm literally listening like, yo, yeah, he might be – Now, there's sometimes they yeah. might work, try to work you. I've been trying – I've been yeah, working through them before, but uh, – Vast majority of the time, they they come up with a legit concern, oh, yeah. and um, and I think when, and that was that's always my thing. Like, coach, if you have questions or problems, let me know. And I try to establish like now if he's coming with stuff every play, he knows I'm gonna start tuning him out. And so when it really counts, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna be tuning him out. So they they're pretty good, but at the lowest level, like I've had pop mm-hmm. Warner coaches. When it's time for us to go to you know kick off, I've had coaches who are parent volunteers. Roll the ball to me and tell me fetch. I was know? at that game. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, wow. I've 
had that. We actually had to put them out, yeah. man. I remember that. Oh, that was, I had them yeah. spit at my feet. Yeah. Um, at that point, I was a younger official, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want any confrontation. But, um, but yeah. So I mean, you 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 deal with some crazy stuff at wow. the lower levels. Uh, yeah. yeah. Higher goal. It's not as bad. it's not as bad. Because I'll see like videos online where. Parents are fighting other parents, and oh, people yeah. are getting yeah. at the referees, yeah. and yeah. it starts a, a whole brawl breaks out, out, and it's control. like, yeah. you guys ever yeah. experienced that? Any kind of physical um, altercations? Uh, or witnessed any physical altercations? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. Um, I just kind of, you know, just backed away and you, you, said the game was over. You let them yeah, let them handle Usually they'll try to have some security or something on site, and... You you're know, not, yeah. you don't, you're not trying to like break nah, up. That's not fights. my, yeah, that's not what I was called to do. My, right. my thing was to come out and uphold the integrity of the football game. And mm-hmm. if anything else happens after that, you know, that's, you know, that's not up, up to me. Right. You know? I had an arena football game one time where a player was so mad. I mean, they clearly was losing this game. It was the championship game, actually. And they, the game was already decided. So on the last play of the game, I awarded a, an, an, an an interception instead of giving a touchdown. Uh, it was, you know, one of those plays. Was it a touchdown? Was it an interception? So, um, and he got so heated. He, like, as I'm going to the locker room, he ran up on me and, like, you know, got up in my face. And so then the police had to grab him. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the only really someone really touching me physically uh, mm-hmm. that I've ever been involved with. So I've had chicken wings thrown at me. <laughs> uh, quarters. Wow. So, yeah. 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 Quarters? Right. They couldn't throw hundred dollar bills? Student section. Yeah, student section. They student hit you with them quarters, well, man. They, they try to hit you in the back of the head. <laughs> quarters. You're in that end zone. Mm-hmm. So how do y'all feel about the uh, pretty sure you've seen the story about uh, is a is a uh, wrestling wrestling match here in North yeah, Carolina. I saw that. You know, that there's a the kid was wrestling. I I didn't see the whole video, so Kids wrestling, and a parent, a dad, came onto the mat and tackled the opponent. Yeah. Which the the son, I guess his son, was wrestling this guy. And his dad came and tackled the opponent. I mean, what do you guys feel about, like, the parents that do that? And, you know, there's nothing that the official could do. Yeah. I mean. I don't know, man. I just feel like, I don't know if it's society, a, a society thing, but I just feel like the the respect level is just decreasing. Like, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. this is a grown man blowing up this kid. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. what is wrong with him? You know, I, 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 I wish I could answer what the problem is, man. But, I mean, people literally, they see you with the stripes on. They just like, they, you're not even a person anymore. It's right. like, you're the enemy, you know? So, I don't know. I don't know. So I, wish I, I didn't see it. So was a kid an official, or was just another kid that it was, was two kids wrestling? Just wrestling. He yeah. just came and tackled yeah. the other. And one of the yeah. fathers came. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. the video neither, but I heard about it. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know, man. I just think you know, it's it's a lot different from when I played. When I played, everybody didn't get a trophy. Right. Everybody didn't play. Right. If you was good enough, you played. If not, guess what? You worked hard to earn that spot. So, you know, I really don't agree with the whole thing. Of everybody got to play a quarter and everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Because I think we kind of setting our kids up for failure. And I think that's kind of one of those situations where if you know your kid's not that good, hey, work with him, get him some training, you know, to get him better. And if he's not successful, maybe put him into another sport where he is successful. 
and not try to maybe live out your own dream yeah. as a parent. And I think that's where a lot of times like that goes wrong. So if his son's losing, you know, be a man about it, let him lose. But, yeah. you know, right. we all got to lose sometimes because yeah, that's absolutely. only going to help us out. It's part of life. Yeah, so, I don't know, that's crazy right there. Yeah. There was a story where an athlete, um, they made the athlete cut cut their hair, like, in the middle of the event. It was a wrestling match. The referee, yeah, the right? Referee made and, the wrestler. And, yeah, and they were like, oh, you can't, you can't continue unless you cut your, your locks or yeah. your, your braids or whatever it was. And nah, that's, that's, they were going to get ready to, you know, forfeit the game. Yeah, that's crazy right yeah. there. But, um, yeah. Or forfeit the match. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you guys ever had that kind of experience where you had to, like, kick, a, kick an athlete out of the game or, you know, something to that effect. Yeah, we've kicked athletes out the game, yeah. but I, well, I, think... I say they kick themselves out <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. for Good their point. actions, you know. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's true. Like you're talking about, so we this whole time we've been talking about people doing things to us, but there are some referees that are just unreasonable. We call them too technical. You know, they just mm -hmm. read the rule book and see black and white. Um, but the the game is just gray. You know, at the end of the day. We do not want one team to get an advantage over the other one. So mm -hmm. we try to officiate the game that it's a fair game um, both ways. And so um, some officials like that guy, you know, you don't – when you do stuff like that, you um, you put yourself out there as a person nobody wants to be around. And, and, and look, it, it makes national news. If he just lets that person go ahead on and wrestle, mm -hmm. nobody even knows who this guy is. Right. But because he's so technical – and he's such a jerk, which we have a lot of those guys. Mm -hmm. Now everybody knows this guy. And nobody I'm telling you, I bet his career is if he ever had any aspirations of, of moving up, I bet even like within, you know, whatever level he was at, he would probably never work the better games in that league because of, of that reason alone. And supervisors hate that. Because now they have to answer questions from the media, you know, all eyes are on them. So it's just Unfortunately, we have those two technical guys. They don't know how to officiate what we call the spirit of the rule. Mm -hmm. You know, why was this rule there? So, mm -hmm. all right. Cause, and what's uh, what's some things that you guys like in the organization? Just say MFOA. Uh, what's some some things that you guys would tweak uh, for when you getting into the the, the game? So you starting officiating. What's some things that can be better? Uh, that can that that's been done really well in other organizations as well. Even going into the college ranks, what's some things that you guys would like to see as a new official to happen in those cases when you come into the game? Are you talking about like uh, officiating the game or yes. like just like just into those if officials? I want to when I started? So when you started, you came in and we did the classes. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. like for for me. Um, like, what I do is I get a little extra work in, right? Because we don't – when we first started, we didn't get a lot of work in on the field before our scrimmages, right? Mm -hmm. So what's something that you would think that would help a new official once they start officiating? Um, here's something we did when I first started in Illinois that uh, we probably could try to adopt here is where we kind of had – I know we do it on, like, the college level where you have, like, a liaison for different schools. Then maybe we can do that as far as what our veteran officials maybe have liaisons with some of the, the high schools and maybe just attend their practices and bring some newer guys there That's where good. they can uh, kind of train them and help them out with 
uh, mechanics and rules and things like that. But that actually will build a rapport with the schools and with the coaches as well. That's good. And let them see that, hey, you know, we're trying to get ourselves better and train ourselves too. So we're just not going out there, you know, just going through the motions. I think that's something we probably can help out because oftentimes, you know, we look for what we call have somebody come out to a game. They got to drive, go to the game, and then they're working that game, and they're not getting paid for it, but they're also not really getting the training because you're just kind of throwing them in just to get extra snaps, but nobody's back there actually really, like, helping them and training them. So if you go to a you know, a practice where they can might can find a high school that's maybe two miles away or three miles away so they don't have to spend a whole mm-hmm. lot of money on gas. Mm-hmm. But also has somebody can kind of train them along and kind of, you know, talk to them in the air like, hey, you know, line up here. That's what you're looking for or some of that, you know. And I think we can probably try to incorporate that. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think just I think we do a good job in Charlotte with the MFOA, which is our local association uh, here in Charlotte for high school and um, middle school. I think they actually do a good job, man. Um, one of, one of the things I think I would like to see maybe a little bit better is the where it's more about the guys mentoring the other guys and and mentor them from a standpoint of you know not not throw everything on them because it's a lot when you're getting yeah. started. I mean, you open the rule, you think you know football until you <laughs> pick up the rule, but yes. you're like, what is yes. this? Yeah, you see stuff you ain't never yeah. even seen before, and never even heard. Man, you right. know, and so. Um, I think if we could just really mentor guys and really be a be there for guys, I think I think that's the best way. Because retention right now is not good, man. We we'll have fifty, forty guys join, then the next year only twenty come back, and three years only ten of those are back, and mm. it's just like we can't retain so them. So the turnover, it's, it's, it's yeah. I think when a lot of guys get into it, they don't understand uh, the uh, work and the responsibility that comes along with it. They just think like, hey, I just put on a striped shirt, go out, blow my whistle, throw a flag, and that's right. it. Right. But they don't know everything it's, else that goes into it, especially the preparation that goes into it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and it, it can be overwhelming. Like, it sounds like you travel a lot. So yeah. They, yeah. they probably don't well, anticipate that neither. Yeah, it, it can get real busy. Mm-hmm. I think the flip side of that, though, Ken, is like we have officials who are like unfairly hard on these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and it's just a different generation. Like, it's not the generation where you have this hard male tell you, screaming at you and all this kind of stuff. This generation is, you got to be more tactful with these guys. You know what I mean? Right. Just, you don't have to be overbearing. And then we mm. have some guys who like, run here, run here, stop. Wait, why you do this? Like, you know, and it just keep, yeah. you know. Mm, and yeah. I think that guys are like, for $90, I don't, you right. know, I don't want to deal with that. You right. know? And so, um, you know, I think we, some of the guys need to chill out. Probably would be my advice. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, what's some some common knowledge things that like that the general public, the fans, don't know about officiating that you would like to for them to know about officiating? Like, hey, man, when you're watching us on the on the on the TV, this is what you should be thinking about when you're watching us do our work. Well, one mm. thing that just came to mind—that's a hard question—but. Yeah. Um, there's grabbing on every play. Like, <laughs> you always hear fans holding, oh, he's holding perfect. them. But we have philosophies that yeah. goes with the rule. So you can't we just because he's grabbing, that doesn't mean it's a hold. Because a hold in, in, in football is a foul. Uh so to become a foul, you have to have a material effect, effect on the play. It has to be at the point of attack, it has to be in the area unless it's a takedown. So there's the there's all these different philosophies. Um you know, uh, that goes with it. So, 
Just because you see someone grabbing doesn't mean it's a hold. <laughs> Actually, I would love for the coaches to know that because they always yeah. – yeah. I mean, if we called that every time, we would literally be flagging every play of the right, game and right. nobody wants and that. And the game would be six hours, seven hours long. <laughs> nobody yeah. wants and, that. Yeah. So I think the only thing I come up with is I hear this a lot. Man, that flag was late. Oh, my yeah, gosh. So people yes. don't understand is that, you know, we're processing the play. Yeah. And we're going through our steps in our head, processing it. And we may be talking to ourselves like, okay, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, hold. So the play may be almost over and you see our flag come in. And it's like, man, that's too late. You know, you're cheating. That flag's late. It's like, no, I was processing the play, making sure I saw exactly what I saw. And then when it became a foul, then I threw my flag. So That's a good one. Yeah. I'll tell you another good one um, for fans to know uh, is that we do not care about the teams. Sure don't. We don't have wins, no interest in the teams. Like, I, I I can't even express this. When people come up to me, and I, I get it frequently, oh, y'all just don't like us. I'm like, man, I do not even know. Yeah. You. I have no idea <laughs> yeah. who you are. Um, yeah. So it, we compete against ourselves. On yeah. every game, we are graded. Um, and... Every flag we throw, we're either going to get an incorrect call, a correct call, and we're going to get graded. And I just talked to one of my supervisors. I finished second in my position based on the grades. And so they, you know, the supervisors take that into consideration with state championships and uh, playoff assignments. Um, we are competing with ourselves to get the play, you know, right. And we don't always get it right, but... But we do not have an interest in yeah. either team. Right. Yeah. And any team where we could have a potential conflict of interest, we mark those teams off. Yeah. Like I used to work at North Mac High School. So I don't do North Mac High School games. You know? So um So you get a lot of people accusing you of playing oh, favoritism. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. One oh, yeah. school, one yeah. team. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, yeah. I mean I had a coach on I me, mean, he's like, you know, I think it was Shaw and I think it was Edward Waters or something. He was mm -hmm. like, man, you must have graduated from Shaw. <laughs> He's like, man, I'm from Detroit, Michigan, man. <laughs> I don't know nothing, man. That's how I tell I could care less, man. I'm from I just, Eastern North Carolina, right. man. Yeah, I don't like, know man, any of these Western North Carolina teams. I don't know teams, about this, yeah. man. You know, about that, yeah. man. We just try to do the best job we can yeah, we just, do for yeah. ourselves out there. So Right, because it doesn't benefit you making the wrong call or making a bad decision. No, we get in like, trouble. Nah, yeah, 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 man. You get suspension. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you say, fired. man. Yeah, we get yeah, like we were saying before, you know, yeah. we're perfectionists. You know, we're trying to get it right. And the thing is, we always have in the back of our mind, we all set goals, you know, beginning of the year. And when I was only doing high school, my goal was every year was to do a state championship game. So I would always prepare myself, you know, during the off season and during the season and, I mean, think of that. Me and Tim started, man, years ago. We used to go up on Mondays to Panera Bread and just go through rules, watch film, you know, kind of do everything. So we were, you know, preparing ourselves, you know, to try to work that big game and to move up into college. And, we, you know, we still do the preparation today. So, you know, our, our goal is to make ourselves better and to get out on the field. So, you know, a lot of that stuff, man, we're just trying to do what we can do. And on that note, um, another good thing for fans to know is that we just don't show up to the game. Like, you know, we talked about, well, we didn't go into detail about the off-season work, but yeah. during the week, yeah. we have quizzes that we have to do and submit. 
We have training tapes. reports we have to do after games. We have training tapes we have to write. We have to scout the teams that we're, uh, we're about to mm-hmm. do. That's That takes a lot of time. You look at their tendencies, you know, with some plays of interest. Oh, they run this formation. Um, this is their number one wide receiver. You do you go through the stats and you see, like, okay, if there's going to be a, 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 a play, if I'm working deep, you know, if this is a last-second play, I want to know who the number one wide receiver is, you know, because that might give – us a heads up where the ball is going you know so like we do a lot of work throughout the week you know and then we have a pre-game you know where we go through a lot of talking about a lot so we don't, we don't just show it to the game uh, some people might but the vast majority of guys do not uh, just show up about 90 percent of the guys yeah. there that i didn't know that yeah. i didn't know you guys watch film you watch, oh, yeah. watch oh, tape you yeah, do man. homework yeah. you do research you so, know you do all that yeah, all that I stuff mean, outside it, of actually calling the game. Yeah, so if Absolutely. you think about a, a game that starts at one o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, we start preparing for that game on Monday. Now, so you're really working all week. Correct. And yeah, and we got it. jobs, you know, I got a nine to five. Right. Got a family, right. got kids. Yeah. But then you got you take care of that. Other and stuff then, too. And the other stuff, man, I'm I'm doing that in between. So I mean, I'm on my lunch break at work. I'm watching film. You know, other people are going out. I'm watching film. I'm doing a test or I'm doing a quiz. Or I have my iPad and, you know, the the weekly uh, training tape comes out, you know, national mm-hmm. training tape. So I'm going in there. I'm watching that. And then mm-hmm. then you may have a conference call with your crew, you know, maybe yeah. on a Wednesday night. So you have your conference call with your crew. Then you got a quiz that's due. You got to turn that in. And then you're scouting then you're getting ready for your pre pregame, and our pregame lasts what usually like two hours, mm-hmm. yeah, two two and a half hours, you know. So we're going through scenarios. So I mean, we're preparing ourselves that whole week, and like we talked earlier, you know, I'm in the gym doing my cardio, yeah, eating yeah, right, making sure I'm hydrated. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a whole lot of things that go into that game on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, same thing with high school too. Yep. So when yeah, you, you think about it, you have a seven seven o'clock seven thirty kick. <clears throat> We're at the school at five o'clock, four thirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some, some leaving work early, yeah. taking vacation days. Yep. <laughs> so that's why a lot of people like yeah. it's tough for some people to stay into to officiating because yeah. they don't understand how much time is actually mm-hmm. uh, needed to officiate, especially mm-hmm. high school ball. Because like I say, we get there at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, yeah. Then you got Wednesday night middle school, yep. Thursday JV. Rodney will put out a video on Wednesday or Thursday. You got to watch the video. Mm -hmm. If you don't watch the video, he knows. Yeah. (laughs) You got to do evaluations on your. There's a lot of stuff. quizzes that come out. There's really a lot to it. And when the game ends, we don't just finish the game. We got stuff to do post game. Yeah. Yeah, College level, I think. But um, I think Sunday by noon, we got to have our penalty report in with all our detail in. Yeah. So. What would be like. The most satisfying or gratifying thing about being a referee? I think for me is to see um, the response from the kids. Um, I've been doing it for a long time, so I really got a kick out of it doing it on the lower level, like the Pop Warner, and I'll see the kids that really enjoy themselves and they'll come up. I mean, I had kids come and hug me, man, like, thanks, Ralph. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. You know, that's kind of rewarding. And then when you get to more to high school, I think I had uh, one game. I can't remember what school it was, but I was working back judge at the time. And uh, it was a guy. I think he was like a safety or something like on the defense. 
And, you know, I just kind of, you know, when I'm out there, I kind of talk to the kids. I try to help them out, coach them up. And I was kind of talking to this guy. He's like, man, you're probably the best ref I ever had. You know, you just talking to me the whole guy. He's like, man, can I get your autograph afterwards? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know? So, you know, that makes it kind of rewarding, man. And then having coaches that really appreciate what you do and the time yeah. you put in. And they really express it, and you know, if they're genuine when they say, man, you know what, we, I really appreciate you, you know, being on my sidelines. You helped me out, you know, today. So that's kind of the most rewarding thing for me. Yeah, for me, the first thing that's, that's that came to my mind is just the friends you make beneficiating. Like, yeah. you know, I just, you know, been doing it for a lot of years now, and I can't remember most of the game situations. Like, someone would have to, like, you remember this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember that. But I've made lifelong friends. Like, I, I told my wife, it's funny that you asked that question. I, I think it was last week. I was like, I don't know if I would have any friends if, if, <laughs> if I wasn't, wasn't doing before. football. <laughs> like, I talked to nobody else besides football people mainly. You yeah, know, that's not what worked. And, you know, even yeah. Ken. Like, Ken is my brother, you know. And, and it all came through officiating football. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I got several guys like that, uh, you know, that – that that's the most rewarding things those those relationships that I've built through working uh, with these guys on the field. So nice, yeah. Jonathan, how about you? Sure, I can echo whatever everybody said here, man. Is because like I like being back there. Like I'm a student. I'm, I'm a football player first. I tell I always tell coaches and officials. Look, I'm a football player first. Then I'm an official. Cause that's how <laughs> I officiate the game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. No, I don't want uh, a play to go this way or the other. I want it fair because when I played, I wanted it fair. I don't care if it's against me as long as it's fair, you yeah. know. So it's it's cool that, like, being back there, I'm, I'm a back judge as well, and just being back there and uh, and the and the, just joking with the kids, you know what I mean? Like, there's high, high school kids, they, you know, they talking about, hey, man, you've been working out. You work out, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. I, I get joy out of that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, hey, Mr. Fish, you, you look like you still can play, man. You know, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm gonna beat you that goal line. I bet you that, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, it's just and and, and it's cool because the kids, the, the kids on the, out there, all the players don't hate officials. Yeah, they, most of them don't. That's most the of, most of them love us, man. They love just love that you you're people. They, yeah. That you're not one of one of the guys that stale. Right. Don't talk to them, you know. Don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Do that. No, you just you guys play play the game, man. You know, when I see them fussing and stuff. Hey, man, play the game. Don't don't fuss at each other. When when I played and and I'm from New York, but when I played, I never had that experience. I never had referees like you guys talking to me or joking with me or you know giving me advice or pointers. So that's, that's I think that's because um, they don't know how to officiate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's nah, seriously, it's a difference. But it's not your job to do that. In technically, you know well, what I mean. Like, you don't have to do it. You know what I mean. I don't have but, to do it, but but you do, and and yeah. I think, like you said, most athletes would appreciate that. Oh yeah, if they referees do. were to approach their job Man, in that way. When we talked about earlier, we have philosophies. We go to yeah. these camps and clinics, and we talk about this stuff now. I don't know if the officials. And New York is different. It's up north. It's different. a different yeah. breed, guys. <laughs> in general, but uh, we always talk about. That's one of our philosophies. When a player does something good, make sure you tell them. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want really the first thing you tell the player is something bad. Mm-hmm. You know, 
when they when they need to improve on something, you gotta tell them that too, man. But then mm-hmm. joke with them, let them know, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's that's one or, thing. Or just or just explain to me, hey, this is why I call it this way. Right. Yeah, right. usually right. I do that. So, yeah. I do that so I well. know, yeah. okay, I know how you're calling the game. Right. I know how to move forward. Yeah. And, and, and even if I don't call it, I'll come and I'll say, hey, no. thirty five, hey man. Do that again, man. I'm, I'm, I'm probably get you for DPI. I'm gonna tell right, you right. why I did it, right. and then they'll say, "All right, Clay, thanks." They appreciate that preventative officiating, yeah. preventative officiating. All right, so um, we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. Really yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for the invite. Um, I appreciate it. I think I think we had a good conversation today, and and I think um, I hope people get a better understanding of what you guys do, and what you guys go through. And I hope more parents like bring you cupcakes and stuff like that. So, you know, sugar um, free, man. Sugar free. You- <laughs> so for any listeners out there, just just try your best to understand their job as a referee, and um, just keep that in mind. Like, try to play nice. You know, you don't you don't have to follow them to the car. It's not necessary. It's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. You know. For some, I understand it's their career. I understand they're trying to get a scholarship. I understand they're trying to get D1 or get into the school or, you know. But, you know, we're all human, and you guys aren't robots. You guys, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody does on the field. Everybody Mm -hmm. does. So, you know, just try to keep that in mind um, and try try to have a better understanding of what it means to be a referee. So, um. Jonathan, yeah. sign out here. Well, make sure you guys hit the button uh, to subscribe. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, Instagram, at the Formula Productions. YouTube. Yeah, hit us up on Check YouTube, man. Like the video. You know, all that jazz. All right, guys. Appreciate you guys' time. Appreciate you, appreciate you guys for coming, man. Yeah. Thank you. And that's yeah, the pain of self. Switch knees and switch speeds. Plus a game. What else? Broke a back to get it done. With no one's help. Matter of fact, that's the pun. When no one helps, gotta find a way to get it done with no one else. When no one helps, gotta find a way to get it done. Yeah. Never let them bring you down because it can be.